0: If you'll open your hymnals to 511, please, we'll begin with the first stanza. We pause this morning to hear some words from Matthew chapter 16. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In Jesus' name, beloved of God. What a shock it must have been. Jesus and his disciples were in the beautiful, restful region of Caesarea Philippi when Jesus told them that he must go back to Jerusalem Well, that alone might not have been so bad. They knew about the enemies in Judea, of course. But if Jesus was going to establish his messianic kingdom, sooner or later he would have to go to Jerusalem to ascend the throne and overthrow his enemies. But Jesus was not only saying that he must go to Jerusalem, he was also saying that there he must suffer many things and be killed. What a shock that must have been for his disciples. It seems they hardly noticed the and be raised again the third day. To them, it seemed a way of weakness, and surely kingdoms are not established in this world by weakness. It was Peter who took Jesus aside, but you can be sure the other disciples felt much as he did, that this was no way to establish the kingdom of the Messiah. Mercy Lord, this should never happen to you. Jesus' response was even more shocking. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. Now here's a frightening thought for us if even one of Jesus' most ardent supporters can be a stumbling block, a hindrance to him, could it ever happen to us? Just a few moments before, Jesus had noted that the name Peter meant stone and had declared his sterling confession of Christ, the Son of the living God, to be the rock upon which he would build his church. And now that same Peter has become a rock of offense, a stumbling block. How? By having in mind the things of man. Does this mean we cannot trust our own human inclinations? Yes. It means we cannot trust our own human inclinations. When Peter had made his good confession a short time before, it was in response to Jesus' question. And Jesus declared that the answer did not come from his own inclinations, but from God the Father himself. But now, Jesus did not ask his disciples what they thought, of the plan and now Peter's unsolicited response does not come from God the Father but from his own human nature he does not want to follow someone who talks of suffering and dying instead of living and ruling in his kingdom but this is more than just a question of is he going to follow or not follow Peter is trying to lead And Jesus recognizes Peter's suggestion as the same suggestion made by Satan in the wilderness. I will give you all the kingdoms of the world, remember? If you will just bow down to me. You don't have to suffer and die in order to establish your kingdom. Peter is enticing Jesus also to turn aside from the path of suffering. Human nature is short-sighted. And if we trust our human inclinations, we will avoid pain and suffering at all times, at all costs, because we cannot see what the Lord has prepared for us in Christ. What's more, following our human inclinations, we will actually become a hindrance For we will try to build Christ's kingdom by force, by a show of strength, by intimidation, by appealing to people's pride, or by offering earthly rewards. These are the ways that the kingdoms of this world are built. These are the things of man. But Jesus' kingdom is not of this world. It was not founded like any other kingdom. And it continues to all eternity. He did go to Jerusalem. Not to take over. But to suffer and die. To give his life in full payment. For the sins of all people. Including you and me. Just look at his love the disciples knew he was the christ the son of the living god and yet they had the courage to contradict him even to rebuke him was it because they were so courageous not according to gethsemane and the high priest's courtyard no it was because he was so friendly so close to them with kind words of forgiveness and peace with god He would win their hearts to trust God when their eyes could not see the glory that will be revealed on the last day. Just look at his love. He would not be turned aside from redemption's course either by foe or by friend. Though it cost him sweat and pain, he would not forsake his mission to stand in your place and mine before the judgment seat of God and to receive our death. True, his disciples would have to bear a cross. They would have to suffer the death of their human inclinations, but they would never be plowing a new furrow. They would be taking up their cross and following him. His way leads through suffering and death to life. His kingdom transcends death, something no other kingdom in this world does. As Jesus' disciples, we need to remember this so that we don't see him nailed to the cross and think he must not be the Messiah after all, or encounter suffering and think God is not really with us. After all, we cannot trust such human inclinations, but we can always trust His. His inclinations are to love us and to give Himself for us, and His kingdom endures forever. Amen. Stanza 6.